This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, January 17th, brought to you by Rabo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's State Lines. More budget cuts likely coming. Harder. Tunnel is a water grab. And House Ag holds listening session. More cuts are likely for broadband and other programs. Governor Newsom will likely have to impose deeper spending cuts when he revises his budget proposal in May. The Legislative Analyst Office, the LAO, on Friday criticized his initial proposal released last week for being too conservative. The LAO projected a $24 billion deficit, while Newsom planned for just $22.5 billion, and the deficit stands to get worse. The latest estimate shows a strong likelihood for tax revenues to fall short of Newsom's forecast. The report also disapproved of Newsom's deferring $7.1 billion in funding as the state will face shortfalls in the years ahead. The LAO urged him to trim that as well. About half of the governor's solutions involve delays. More are in higher education and health, as well as broadband, delaying $550 million in last-mile infrastructure grants and $175 million for infrastructure loans. Newsom would also delay $270 million for watershed resilience, $150 million for climate innovation, and $85 million for community resilience centers for climate emergencies. Josh Harder blast tunnel water grab. Representative Josh Harder of Tracy has been an ardent critic of the constructing a new Delta tunnel to export more water further south. Harder is upset the Army Corps of Engineers has held only virtual listening sessions to gather feedback on an environmental review of the Newsom administration's proposal. In response, he's hosting an in-person town hall tomorrow near Stockton with San Joaquin County water experts. Harder said Washington and Sacramento have ignored his community for decades, and the Delta Tunnel water grab is yet another reminder of that fact. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rabo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Thompson, Farm Bill must support robust rural economy. The chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, Republican Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania, has kicked off his work on the next farm bill, even though the panel isn't officially organized yet. Thompson held an unofficial listening session in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on Friday, joined by eight other House members. Thompson confirmed to reporters after the two-hour meeting that the House will move on a new farm bill before the Senate. 
Thompson closed the listening session by ticking off many issues that came up, and that includes crop insurance, cost inflation, agri-search, nutrition assistance, and rural broadband. I take note, Thompson made a point of stressing the importance of research, saying, quote, this is an industry that is not static, it's dynamic, and it will change, and we'll find innovations through great research, institutions, and working with commodity groups with public-private partnerships, he said. The bottom line? Thompson said the Farm Bill needs, quote, to restore a robust rural economy and begin to grow our rural population again to be able to support what we need to do. By the way, Maine Democrat Shelley Pingree, who attended the listening session, told AgriPulse she's optimistic the Farm Bill will be bipartisan regardless of a likely fight over nutrition assistance. We have a lot of bipartisan support for making sure everyone gets fed and having fresh fruits and vegetables in the SNAP benefit program, Pingree said. Stabenow eyes oversight of Farm Bill titles in coming months. The chairwoman of the Senate Agriculture Committee plans to lead oversight hearings over all 12 titles of the Farm Bill before beginning to write the next one. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, Senator Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, said it's important that Farm Bill programs be renewed before beginning the process of developing the next Farm Bill. We're methodically going to be doing that in the next few weeks and getting input, and then we will begin the process of looking at what we want to do, what we have the dollars to do, and how we can put together a bipartisan coalition, she said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA needs to plan better for agency relocations, GAO says. USDA should have planned better for staff attrition when it moved the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City in 2019. The Government Accountability Office says in a new report that notes the department minimally involved employees, Congress, and other stakeholders in relocating the agencies. The controversial move during the Trump administration, vocally opposed by many employees and outside groups that said USDA had not adequately justified its decision. GAO said although the size of the agency's workforce and their productivity, quote, had largely recovered two years after the move, ERS and NIFA staff at that point, quote, was compromised mostly of new employees with less experience at ERS and NIFA than the prior workforce. In addition, GAO said a decline in the number of employees in certain protected groups persisted. Black staff at NIFA, GAO specifically noted, dropped from 47% to 19%. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. FDA continues to engage in animal biotechnology. The Food and Drug Administration plans to continue regulating animal biotech. FDA Deputy Commissioner for Policy, Legislation and International Affairs Andy Fristich said on an Alliance for a Stronger FDA webinar Friday. 
FDA is really uniquely well positioned to make sure that when we think about animal biotechnology, we're making sure that these products are safe for humans, safe for animals, and that they do what they're supposed to do. I think we can do that while also making sure that we are really fostering innovation and having risk-based and streamlined process for developers, Fristed said. FDA's oversight of animal biotechnology has been the subject of criticism by ag industry groups that would like to see USDA take the lead role. Groups such as the National Pork Producers Council believe FDA's approach slows down implementation and stifles innovation due to high cost and lengthy review timelines. Last year, FDA issued a low-risk assessment on PLR slick cattle that have been gene-edited, able to withstand high heat, a decision that Fristage says shows the agency can work alongside genetic developers to make advancements in biotech animals. Well, here's today's He Said It. California is working swiftly to get people back on their feet and help communities recover. That Governor Newsom in pushing back tax day one month due to the storms. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, January 17th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.